0: Hello and welcome to Pairing, a podcast where we pair wine with art and pop culture. I am your host, Emma Scherzarko, and we are starting 2020 off with an episode that I've been wanting to do for a while. Comfort Wines for Comfort TV. It's especially appropriate because, as you can probably hear in my voice, I've been sick for a really annoyingly long time now, and so I've started off the year by watching a lot of comfort television and drinking tea, not wine, but the point still stands. This episode is coming out a few days late because I have been so sick and couldn't get myself to make the final edits that it needed. So I thank you so much for understanding, and I hope that you use my example to take care of yourself and watch lots of TV that makes you feel good when you need to this year. I'll keep this intro brief since you've been waiting long enough, but of course I have to thank our patrons, and most notably our producer-level patrons— Emma Cohen, Rena Sarame, Zoo Yorker, Allison Turi, and Jacob Penfold, who are all wittier than Lorelei Gilmore, and our advanced producer Mara Zobrist, who is stronger than Buffy, and our master patron Michael Beck, who is even kinder than Anthony Stewart Head. There will be no ad read this episode. So if you're feeling generous with your spare time, come on over to patreon.com/pairingpodcast and check out all the bonus content that you can get access to starting at just $1 a month. We absolutely adore our patrons and we'd love for you to join our ranks. If you can't make a financial contribution to the show, that is so beyond fine. But if you'd like to help us out, you can by simply recommending us to a friend or family member. Let's make 2020 our best year yet. Without further ado, here is episode 54, Comfort Wines for Comfort TV. Okay, well... This is maybe a first for Winston, we were just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. I think I think you've done one one or two episodes before without,
1: without booze without in hand. Without booze
0: without booze in hand.
1: Okay, wait wait, check this out. Check this out. I've been working on this. Okay. Okay. okay here goes. Okay. <clears throat> I can't do this all on my own. No, I know. Where you lead, I will follow anywhere that you tell me. That's that's my montage. That's the montage? Yeah, of all the comfort TV shows. That's
0: beautiful. We need to record that and just make that the, our new theme song. <laughs> um, so here we are. We I, And as Winston introduced, um, we're going to be talking about um, some comfort TV shows, which I guess roughly translates to, you know, either when you don't feel well, as I don't, if you can hear it in my voice. I've been sick for like uh, 10 days at this point. But whatever, we're powering through. Um, but I have been watching a lot of comfort TV. And so I thought, and this is a question that I get a lot from pairing listeners, um, like what's a good, what are good comfort wines to pair with comfort TV? And obviously I don't recommend drinking wine when you're sick, but. Um, as as you can hear in my voice, I am. And I, I don't like drinking wine when I'm sick because I feel like it just clogs me up, if anything. Actually your mom made me a mean hot toddy the other night. Yeah. And that was that was really good. Um so if you're gonna drink any alcohol, like drink something like that. But but you know, there's times when you're not you're not sick, but you just you know, you just need yeah. to watch something familiar and something that makes you feel good
1: yeah maybe maybe you watch tv when you go to sleep at night as (laughs) we often do yeah or maybe um you know after a particularly stressful day at work you're not really wanting to consume any high art you just need something that's familiar and that you know can make you smile or or calm me down, or whatever.
0: Yeah, and um, and I think that's really valuable. And and I'm just gonna be be a little sappy starting off, um, which is that it's it's been frustrating to me starting off the new year being sick. You know, I've got all my resolutions and stuff to, you know, do more, read more, be more active. All I have been doing is lying on the couch and watching TV, and I just want to remind you and remind myself that that's okay, and it's good to take care of yourself. Yeah, and it's good to indulge yourself. Okay. Um, and we're so, not
1: meant to be going full tilt boogie all the time. No,
0: no, and and so, and I'm a big believer in in uh, after pushing myself very, very hard for a really long time, taking a break, take it easy, and so. Um, I've got I've got a list, but I think I think that uh, we we know pretty much what we're going to talk about, and um, yeah, uh, and and since this is what I and you by default have also been rewatching recently, I thought we'd start off with one of my favorite comfort TV shows, Gilmore Girls.
1: Gilmore Girls.
0: Um, which speaking of, I just found out that um, that the theme song that you were just singing. Yeah. Where you lead, I will follow. Any, anywhere. <laughs> Um which Winston always makes me skip when we get to it because it is it it's after long. Af- if you're binging if you're binging Gilmore Girls, it's long and it like gets old a little bit, but it is Carol King, mm-hmm. um, who is in Gilmore Girls, which is yeah, delightful. she's the
1: music shop. Yeah, owner, right? she's the
0: music shop owner, um, but it's it's a duet with her and her daughter, Oh, which that's I didn't sweet. realize. Um, and so that that's really that's really sweet, and you know it's just one of my favorite. Like I don't know I, th- I feel like I connect to it on on the level of like I have a really good relationship with my mom like not quite like like Lorelai and Rory's but I always connect to that and their their relationship. But the writing is so good. Like I actually discovered the show. Well, my best friend. Emma, who you all know, <laughs> because she's been on the show, right? Um, is she was really into it before I was into it. And um, but it was actually when I found out that my brother, who you all don't know, but who is delightful, but is especially in the past, slightly curmudgeonly. I think, Ethan, if you heard that description of yourself, you wouldn't be too mad that I used that those <laughs> words. Um, but. Um but he actually uh really likes Gilmore Girls and so that, that was one of the reasons why I first started watching it. Um so yeah, but you like it too and yeah. so
1: Yeah, I mean obviously with, with most comfort T V there's gonna be like problematic things.
0: There's definitely um, problematic things. I
1: think, you know, the show's obviously very, very white.
0: Very and, white.
1: And doesn't really isn't really able to handle Uh, LGBT stuff Uh -uh. head on. But I mean also... It's
0: very fat shaming It's very fat
1: shaming and like the fact that the girls eat and eat and eat and never go anywhere. There's all that stuff but... It's also, it's really, you know, Amy Sherman Paladino is a great writer.
0: Yeah. Um, In case you don't know, she's the one who also does The Marvelous Mrs. Right. Basil.
1: So, like, look how her art has yeah. even grown, yeah. right? But Well, also, and
0: also having a network yeah. that lets her, because I think a lot of the, because there is a lot of, like, almost homophobia on the yeah. show, and I'm not going to defend that at all. No. Um, but it's definitely, like, the character of Michelle, like, he's supposed to be gay. Right. But they can't say it. Yeah. Because at that time on WB or whatever network it was on, like, that... They
1: were like, we're family. Yeah. Uh, But now it hosts Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which deals with all that. Well, that's the CW. Well, yeah, but it's because WB and UPN, I think, Oh, did they? Did
0: they merge to make the CW? But
1: anyway, like, my mom is a lot like Emily Gilmore. Yes, it's very funny. (laughs) It is not a far-fetched depiction of a certain kind of waspy person. Yes. Um, And much love to my mom. We're actually going there for dinner tonight. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Hopefully
0: she'll make me another hot toddy. Yeah, but it's
1: very much, you know, it's it's like that. And, um, you know, there's obviously something comforting about the, like, small town where you know everybody. You know, it's kind of like a it's modern also, Andy Griffith show or exactly. something. Exactly.
0: And it's also, um, for me, growing up in New England, it feels very nostalgic.
1: Right. So and, yeah, that, to me, like, the little town is kind of tale ish yeah. But for you, it's it's like home.
0: Yeah. I mean obviously most most towns in New England are not are not really like Stars Hollow, but they're not too far off. There's like a like it's a few that are pretty close. Yeah, very, very close. Northampton's
1: um, kind of a gay version. Of it <laughs> is Stars in Hollow. some
0: ways. In some ways. Actually I was I was looking I was watching a show the other day and it was it said uh like there was a scene with Rory and Jess in a park and there's a plaque that says Pulaski Park and that's the name of a little park in Northampton. I was like, did they film this in Northampton? But they definitely filmed it in LA. So I don't know. Oh, wow. Wh- yeah. Where that came from. Yeah. Most of it was filmed on a soundstage, I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um.
0: They like built the town. They built
1: of- a fake town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. But so in terms of wine, so I'm what I'm going to try to do is pair a comfort wine of mine. So when, when I'm thinking about comfort wine, it's like, my go-to wines, like yeah. Winston, you know I have go-tos, and you do too a little yeah. bit. And or and and for you, you've got beer and like scotch that you really like and are sure. go-to.
1: But also in wine, I'm starting to you know like Kung Fu Girl for a while. Yeah, definitely. It was kind of our house wine, definitely, and that's and I, one of the ones yeah. that
0: that yeah. I wanted to talk about. And Actually, Kung Fu Girl is a pretty good one for for yeah. for Gilmore Girls. I think. Yeah,
1: because it's you know it's white wine, but it's not like overly saccharine.
0: No, you know? no. It's got a little sweetness to it, but it's got sharpness to it yeah. also. It's sassy. Yeah, actually, Kung Fu Girl is very good. I
1: was thinking it. also Vino Verde because I've taken a oh, liking yeah, to Vino Oh, yeah, you have Verde, taken a, a liking to Vino Verde. And it's got that kind of crackle.
0: Okay, well, we'll have to figure out which which of the, the next shows we'll talk about. Uh, Vino Verde will be a good one. Okay. Is there, a, is there a comfort show that you would like to talk about?
1: Well, uh, in keeping with my... Um, what do you call that when you smash a bunch of songs
0: together? Uh, medley. Medley. Yeah. In keeping that's right. with
1: my impromptu I was like, medley. I montage, but I yeah. I would like to discuss. I guess first we'll go in chronological order. Okay. Um, Fraser. Yes. Frasier is my ultimate like go to. Just like put it on and let the Netflix go. I think it might actually be leaving Netflix soon, which is very sad. It is.
0: I think it's gonna be on Prime for free. Oh, though. cool um but for for all you fellow capitalists out there yeah. <laughs> who, who who like us have every single screaming uh, uh, we are slaves we are.
1: um but anyway Fraser it, I've seen the entire 11 season run of the show probably more than 10 times yeah um and certain seasons like season 5 season 7 season 3 I have probably watched yeah. you know just countless times i think it is it is like the the pinnacle of the art form that is the three-camera sitcom, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the way it deals with... Obviously, also, it's it's somewhat dated, um, but not I in think its it, comedy, really. Yeah,
0: I think it holds up it, better than most... Better than... Way better than, like, better than like Friends. Oh, yeah, Friends and, terrible. Yeah, and, and a bunch of other things. Like, yeah, there's problematic right. things in right. there, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it 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 really hold like the the most problematic things about it are that Kelsey Grammer is a crazy person yeah, in real which, life, <laughs> which which
1: you'd never know like no. <laughs> um, so I mean yeah, well Kelsey Grammer is a whole like He's you can do a whole episode on yeah, him yeah, and his yeah. craziness. <laughs> but I mean that ensemble John Mahoney. Um, uh, t- 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 Niles, David, Hyde, David Pierce. Hyde Pierce, Ugh,
0: National Treasure, yeah,
1: Kelsey Grammer, and I, I'm a bad person. I can't. Perry remember.
0: Gilpin is Roz, is Roz, and, and Jane leaves Jane is, leaves uh, Daphne.
1: They're all just so perfect together. Yeah, and they go through they go through like all of the classic um, comedy tropes that date back some of them to like the the beginning of cinema, yeah, and, or like early. 30s cinema comedy like they have that episode at the ski lodge where everyone's chasing each other into the different rooms and that kind of reminds me of that that French movie where they do that where everyone's at the mansion and it's like it was made by a Renoir and it was long it's long been considered one of the best films ever made Renoir? Yeah, he's he, the son of the painter oh, was a French
0: filmmaker I didn't know that. of great renown. And we were we were just watching that episode with my dad and he kept going, Mozart. Because <laughs> it's like, a, I guess it's like a Mozart opera or something. Right,
1: yeah. Um, marriage
0: um, of Figaro, maybe.
1: Yeah, but so there's all that kind of bottle episode comedy that they do. And then there's one episode where David Hyde Pierce, it's, it's just silence. Yeah. And it's what I learned in college is called an advancing exercise, where, like, first he notices a thread on his pants and he's pulling on it. Yeah. And then he has to go get the clippers and he cuts himself with the clippers and, and he, he looks at the blood and he faints and, he <laughs> a, and then he gets, and then his pants it's and the pants are wrinkled, of, so he's going to iron, but then the iron sets something on fire when he got, you know, it's like things it's, just keep building and building and building to this incredible climax. It's, and it's one of all the physical funniest.
0: Comedy. It's one of the funniest sequences. Oh my God, oh on, my God t- on all so, of
1: television. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, And then, yeah, just all the, you know, Fraser. Has one where it's like the will. Is this a date? Is it not a date? You know, yes, the, yeah, which is on, yeah. I think it's the same episode and it's classic, yeah, but, yeah.
0: That's the Valentine's <clears throat> Day,
1: yeah. And I mean, it's a great show because you, you, Simon, like Frasier is one of those characters where, like, he's often just totally humiliates himself, but also you, you kind of you cheer for him, yeah. Um, and he's pompous, but you, but you like it, you know, it's I mean, he's very sensitive too. I mean, it's just. It's so, and also I do think the way it treats Roz as this like a single mother, and 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 person who doesn't want to be married, like yeah, or d- doesn't necessarily end up married. Like I think it treats her pretty well. Yes, they constantly like slut shame her yeah. I- in comedy, but I think she kind of she gives as good as she gets, and there's not really a lot of malice. About yeah, it.
0: yeah. It it you know again, it's not it's not perfect, but it's. In many ways, more progressive then than its time. Yes, anyway. exactly.
1: Um, and then also some some of the like recurring side characters, like the character of BB. Oh my god! I, I don't know the name the of the manager. Actor who plays her. Yeah, Fraser's yeah. agent, who's like totally amoral and speaks like this darling. You know, she has. She's this, she's
0: like a femme fatale <laughs> from, so, a, from a so film great. noir. She's so uh, yeah. funny. <laughs>
1: I would, dear, but I don't share your fear of tiny creatures. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's <laughs> yeah. like, she's this wonderful vamp character, and yeah. then Bibi Newirth from from way back in Cheers yeah. days. She guest stars usually about once a season, and is just wonderful as Frasier's, you ex-wife, know, very yeah. like cold and and witty ex-wife, um, and it, it's just. It's the comedy is really really timeless. Yeah. And there's also plenty of warm fuzzies. Totally. Um there's also episodes that I find so painful to watch I always yeah. skip them like yeah. the one where niles dresses up as his dad for a like go as your hero halloween party and it's like it's intense
0: yeah you know yeah um and also fraser is a perfect show for this show obviously because wine and wine culture play a big part in it and i have to say they do a great job (laughs) of making fun of uh of of kind of just the snobbery snobbery. Yeah. yeah um and obviously, obviously, you know, you have to pair sherry with, uh, with Frasier. Definitely, it was really funny. Actually, at my last job, in Colorado, one time, someone came in and and they were like, uh, "Do you have any sherry?" And I like went over and was like talking to him about the sherrys. And sherry is another one of those things that's like quite complex, and I don't fully understand it. But I was like talking to this guy, and he's like, "Honestly, I just want some to to drink while I watch Frasier." And I was like. <laughs> I love you. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, um, but in terms of like a comfort wine that I would pair with Fraser, um, I mean the great thing about these shows is that there's multiple seasons and right. and and there's ups and downs and changes and all that, and so you can really pair a bunch of different kinds of wine, I think. But I think that one of my comfort wines that I would pair with Fraser is a Cotarone. Mm. I love Cotarones. You know, when I don't know what I want to drink, but I know that I want something good and not that expensive, I go for a Cotarone. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I got to go Tempranillo.
0: Just yeah i to, knew i knew to, i knew tempranillo was gonna was gonna yeah, show up just, for you
1: um when in doubt i'll grab a Neo. you know there's plenty of good ones for the same kind of price yeah like price point is kung fu girl like yeah. 10 to 12 bucks mm-hmm. and it's just you know it's reliable um uh obviously they vary in quality but I've, i haven't mm-hmm. had many that i've been like oh i don't actually like that tempranillo
0: um and so. just to just to recommend a couple specific ones um, that are kind of my my favorites my go-tos for tempranillo there's this one that i think i've talked about on the show before called de sa la granja which is coming from spain most tempranillo does come from spain just fyi Um, It's the primary grape of Rioja and a a region called Ribera del Duero. And this one wine called De Sala Granja is made by a great Ribera del Duero producer, but it's not coming from the Ribera del Duero region. It's coming from Castilla y León, which is just a bit south, I believe. And so it's a lot less expensive. And I think the, the current vintage has changed. But for a long time, the current vintage was like 2008, 2009. And um, and so you were getting like a 10 year old wine for 20 bucks and it was so good. And I I do still sell that. It's moved on now to the 2014 vintage, which I haven't tasted yet, but I'm sure it's delicious. Um, But that's one that I bring home a lot. And 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 that's one that I feel like I'm being fancy without having to spend a lot of money, which is great. Um, And then for Cote de Rhone's. There's all sorts of coterones that I love, and I'm really sad because I can't find a lot of my favorite uh, kind of cheaper coterones which there were tons of in New York and Colorado, but in New Mexico, for some reason, it's really hard to find a Cotarone for less than 20 bucks. and to me, the point of Cotarone is, like, it should be around $15 a bottle. But there's one from Chave, uh C-H-A-V-E, who's one of the best producers in the Rhone Valley, called Moncour, or My Heart, I believe. Mm. And um, and that one's really good. That one is around $20, $20 a bottle, but that's one of my go-tos. Um, and if you can find them... The Chateau Montfalcon I've talked about, and um, Ma de Libyan, we've talked about a bunch that's what one of the ones we were drinking talking about the the original women in wine episode ah. way back in the day because it's a winery run by three sisters um, so yeah, so those are some of my recommendations for those, okay, back to uh, another one of my favorites. Ah. Um, which we haven't watched in a long time, but it is one of my favorite go to comfort TV shows is obviously Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer. Yeah. Gotta gotta have it. And it's again <laughs> very problematic and dated in in and all the problematic things about Joss Whedon that have come to light. Um but it's still brilliant and for its time was really progressive and did a, did a lot for women in television. So that is cool. Yeah. And uh, and again, just talking about a great ensemble and, mm-hmm. you know, like baby Allison Hannigan. Yeah. Uh, Anthony like Stewart he, Head. Anthony Stewart Head, who, by the way, is... So you've probably heard the news that J.K. Rowling... Uh,
1: is a big old turf. Is
0: a big old turf, or at least defended a big old turf and we're not going to talk much about that but then something really sweet came out on the internet about a fan uh who had like taken a picture with anthony stewart head uh, oh, yeah. and before they had transitioned and then sent a letter or something to anthony stewart head after they transitioned and said i i love this picture but i like it makes me really sad because it's because it's a picture of me not as who I feel like I am and Anthony Stewart had like invited them to his farm or yeah. his like estate and yeah, like, they just spent hung all out all day, day with them and took lots of pictures it, he is he just is Giles he just is Giles he is just a delightful delightful human um, James Marsters, oh yeah, so sexy, and and, and uh, it's
1: the beginning of David Boreanaz's never-ending television <laughs> career. I
0: know. Let's see, Buffy started in 1997. He went,
1: he went to like 2006. Yeah, right, or yeah, but, but
0: he went over to Angel. And he,
1: he did Angel, and then he went from doing that to, to doing Bones, and, and now he's he has that doing Navy Seal, seal team. show.
0: Yeah, yeah. So David Boreanaz, is one of the most successful television careers yep. ever. Through,
1: through through all the decades of yep, my life he's yep. been on television. <laughs> it's
0: true. It's true. It's true. Um and uh and and it, it's really fun to watch him to progress on Angel Yeah, be, from,
1: from brooding to from like really funny.
0: Really line. funny. Really yeah. funny. Uh,
1: the, it's Angel also has one of the best um Last lines of any show yeah. I've ever
0: seen, <laughs> yeah. which is he
1: goes, "Okay, I'll take the dragon." <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great, you know. Angel is a very problematic show. It in in terms of it's like it's it's a much less coherent show than right. Buffy is, and Buffy has its issues, but Angel really, oh, the season two and season four. Are rough the whole Darla yeah. Connor thing. Anyway, anyway, it's a, that's a, that's a tangent. But Angel does have some of my favorite like, Joss Whedon <laughs> witty, witticisms yeah. and funny parts. No thing. longer
1: do the dance of joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The end of season two is probably my favorite thing that Joss Whedon has ever done, and I know a lot of people hate it, <laughs> and I think that shows uh, a lot about your 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 aesthetic choices, but. um <laughs> But I love I fucking love that. Um
1: But but Buffy But Buffy. Oh yeah, back to Buffy.
0: Which is just like it it's just it's just comfort, you know. Yeah. It, like I can't I can't I can't describe why I love it, you know. Well you know,
1: it's 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 funny, it's you know, good good triumph over evil, it's got enough yeah. stakes that you're like invested.
0: Stakes, ha. <laughs> 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 but I'm <ching>. um, <laughs> There's a lot of stakes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's got an amazing musical episode.
0: Yeah, that it. The and it has amazing. One off episodes oh, like yeah. Hush,
1: Hush is, is really good, Band Candy, Band
0: Candy is so good. Um,
1: the one where everyone becomes their costumes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the a, Ethan like, Rain episodes are a Ethan, lot of fun, yeah,
0: they are lots of fun. Um,
1: also, whenever Giles like loses his shit and goes, all, yeah, that's
0: like, always fun, goes all
1: hardcore, that's always fun, yeah. Um, and and, then,
0: and whenever Allison Hannigan gets to go evil, evil willow. Yeah, I yeah, love, Dark Willow. I love Dark Willow.
1: Yeah. So bored now.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so
1: she's super fun. Um, and yeah, it's just and it's got a lot of heart.
0: Yeah. And you know, Sarah Michelle Geller, like, she's not my favorite actress in the world, but she does damn she works damn hard in that show. She Sure show. does. And she does she does well.
1: And so does her stunt double. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> She did some of her own stunts, but obviously you can tell when it's yeah, yeah when it's not not her. Um, yeah, her just, stunt double is pretty incredible. Just
1: doing all that stuff in high heels, you know. Jesus
0: Christ, yeah. But so oh, oh, the wine that I would pair with Buffy, it's, it's got to be Sangiovese, which right. you all know is my favorite. Um, blood of Jupiter. The blood of Jupiter, obviously. It's gotta gotta make the blood connection there. Yeah, but naturally. I would say I would say like. You know, Italian wines are mostly my comfort wines. Um, You know, when people ask me what's my favorite wine, which I hate, you know, I say, or my favorite, you know, region for wine... I say Italian wine because it's right. it's my go-to. You know, that's not to say I don't love Spanish, you know, yeah. South American, and wine from everywhere, but
1: more and more I'm finding that wines from Spain are my yeah. my go-to. Yeah. I love Chacoli. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chacoli is a good America. one. Yeah. Okay. Um Chacoli's maybe a little too light and fluffy for for Buffy, even though Buffy yeah. can be fluffy. Well,
0: but but Chacoli, in case you don't know, chacolis is this uh it's it's a slightly effervescent wine coming from the Basque region of Spain and um it's 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 quite acidic though it's very yeah. dry and tart. Yeah. Um and so I think that occasionally I think that to make a transition I think that chacolí could be a good Pairing for scrubs.
1: Yes, and we will get to that in a minute. But yeah. I was going to suggest yes. that this is one that I would pair whiskey with Ooh, because with Buffy. Spike. Spike is always, oh you know, yeah, going he's for always the going for whiskey. And yeah. it's it's that you know whiskey is like makes you a little combative, but it can also make you pretty silly. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And obviously, it you know gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And uh, if you're a vampire, then you can drink as much whiskey as you want. There unlike, you go. Like <laughs> a human. Like me, um, so that's that's my that's my offering for what, Buffy. And,
0: and so, what are some of you? Because you're more of a whiskey drinker than I am. What are some of your favorite whiskies, Winston? So,
1: so not to be basic, but Lagavulin is probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh, scotches. Um, I like generally Isla scotches. Um, they're from mm-hmm. the Isle of Skye, and they taste—they're very peaty. Mm-hmm. They ta- they have like a mossy kind of peat bog taste to them i say they taste like a fox hunt um but you could also say they you know they taste like the the moors of scotland yes um there's plenty of space and highland scotches that i also like i like talisker i like um,
0: talisker's islay i think
1: it, yeah maybe yeah i think it is but i like um you know McAllen's great and then i like um kale another isla scotch that i love balvini yeah but yeah balvini is really good yeah um so just, I mean, scotch in general is pretty, pretty awesome. It's hard to go yeah. wrong with a single malt scotch. Um, there are also some very good bourbons out there that um, that I like. I'm not m- much of a bourbon drinker, yeah, but like not much either. when in Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. I, I will, I will jump on the bourbon bandwagon. So for Dave and Shelby's wedding, we were in, in Kentucky and um, there's Bullet, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: the Bullet's evil.
1: Oh, it's evil. Yeah. Oh, whoops. But that's okay. um, but Woodford Reserve is yeah, a Woodford's reliable good. Go-to. Woodford's great. Um, um yeah. What was the one we got? We went to the on the distillery we went tour to of town.
0: Town, town and H- branch. Town, uh, town. branch.
1: Town branch. Town branch. Yeah. yeah. And so that was a, a Lexington local distillery yeah. that's really good. Um, yeah. I do. I do. However, really like. Um, bourbon and rye cocktails. So mm-hmm. like, because I don't drink many cocktails, but if I was going to have one, like a Manhattan, not a Manhattan, an old fashioned, which mm-hmm. is typically made with rye, mm-hmm. um, or like a, a bourbon cocktail would, would be my go to.
0: Yeah. Um, I I do like I do like cocktails with bourbon. And I will say I'm not much of a whiskey drinker anymore or I like I like having scotch every so often, but I used to when I was first getting into like the wine industry, I always kept a bottle of of bourbon at home and I usually would have Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig is a good comfort bourbon for mm-hmm. me because um and no, I'm, we're not going to talk about Southern Comfort here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Never. Never. No. Southern Comfort's fine uh, if, if you like it. But uh, I really like Elijah Craig, and it's very inexpensive, relatively speaking. So yeah. um, so that's a good one.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's not really comfort for me anymore, but I, I consumed a lot of Maker's Mark when I was not <laughs> of legal drinking age. And that is Alex DeVore's fault. <laughs> we will
0: blame you
1: yeah. certainly has nothing to do with my bad decision making
0: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah I think we all have we all have that liquor that yeah. that was the go to that yeah. is no longer yeah. the go to. The same
1: can be said for almost all tequila. Yeah, uh, there yeah, was for... a time when when Alex Devore and I almost every weekend would would go through. Why are you throwing
0: Alex Devore under the well, bus I'm here? Just, he
1: was my <laughs> my partner in debauched bad bad decision making. He's a great guy, but neither he nor I started off great. Yeah, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm you know, but.
0: there's a lot there a lot of room. If there's no room for improvement. Yeah. Then it's boring. Right. See, I started off great, and now I've fallen into debauchery. Okay. Oh, See? <laughs> See? I'm, I'm good. seasoning you. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so let's... Should we talk about Scrubs? Yeah. Let's, let's talk, talk about Scrubs.
1: scrubs.
0: Um, I like doing these roundup episodes. Yeah. we just kind of...
1: So scr- Scrubs also, again, sort of the disclaimer for every show, has its datedness and its faults, yeah. but it is... Lots
0: of homophobia, yeah. misogyny, and yeah. fat shaming in yeah. Scrubs. Yes. But...
1: But it's also just an amazing ensemble. John C. McGinley is perfect as, as Doctor Cox, as Doctor Cox, the like un, unwilling mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that you know, like, it's nice to have like a, a sensitive protagonist in JD. Yeah, I think the format is really creative, and I don't think yeah. any other show has really done the like cutaway fantasy. Uh, yeah. Shut the same. way. I know that's most of what Family Guy is, but I just don't. Yeah. I don't find it nearly as enticing as Scrubs because Scrubs has what is a, a very like playful and ultimately well-meaning um, and, yeah, and heartfelt, very, um, like kind of romanticism to it.
0: it. It is for the most part very sweet. Yeah. Um, even even though there's there's like characters and things on it that. Uh, are not so sweet oh yeah i know like the uh,
1: kelso that chief of medicine always talking about how he loves asian whores yeah and yeah stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah and yeah. how his like wife is wheelchair bound and he just continuing mystery i mean like there are really sort of dark humor things in it yeah and there are really heavy episodes yes, too yes. um i have been told by some doctors i've talked to and uh doctor listeners feel free to correct me but i i heard from a couple doctors that to them scrubs is the most authentic show in terms of depicting the social dynamics of people who work at a hospital yeah. not necessarily how medical conditions go and all that although their their language is is accurate you yeah. know but um but they were saying like because you're working so many hours yeah. together and usually with like a lot of the same people like if you don't have some kind of social cohesion in that hospital you know and you and you're also are surrounded by death so, yeah. if you can't have some humor, like, it will break you. Yeah. And it's similar to being a public defender in that way. Mm. You know, you deal with a lot of, as I call it, amalgamated grimnitude. Yeah. And so, you you develop, like, a weird sense of humor that a lot of people don't share. You yeah. Know? You,
0: you have to. You have to, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but... And and also I just have to say probably my favorite part of the show is the janitor and and I yeah and I and and I, I guess there's characters like the janitor in other yeah shows just
1: completely like
0: uh, esoteric like, yeah like, like, like weirdo weird like, like never is named yeah, you yeah, never know exactly yeah. what's going on with him but yeah, sort
1: of like Screech from Saved by the Bell maybe, just like a yeah. total weird like character and and he's an amazing improviser and yeah. comedian, and I think most of his stuff is just improvised.
0: I think a lot of it is, yeah, and yeah. Once they
1: went to ABC and started showing outtakes, there's there's scenes of him just making up crazy shit and yeah. going until, like, the camera crew breaks. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so he's wonderful. The dynamic between uh, Donald Faison, who plays Turk and, um, and G- Zach Graff. Who yeah. uh, plays JD is is wonderful, and yeah, and, and it's it, also like a really positive depiction of like male to male affection, yeah. without them having to be gay, which I think is another very underrepresented um, thing in you know most media. Totally, is male affection is very taboo, and you know there's like e- even in um, even in Gilmore Girls, like Luke Luke, you yeah, know, so everyone's going to be like yeah, manly no. and stuff. There's, yeah,
0: no, there's no no real like yeah
1: but like jd and and turk are like you know hugging and and it's doing Guy eagle love. yeah
0: Guy, I love it also the... another
1: another fantastic maybe musical episode maybe one of the episode. best musical
0: episodes frequently yeah.
1: stuck in my head yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um also just just a quick sidebar and I, we don't have to talk about this one too much um, but I would say this one also falls in this category but and definitely shows healthy male relationships is New Girl yes um, yes that's another one that yeah. I haven't watched New Girl as much as I would be many open of, to
1: a rewatch of yeah that.
0: I think I think we've been watching um, Stumptown which is new yeah with,
1: with Kobe Smulders <laughs> with
0: Kobe Smulders and Jake Johnson as a bartender that's his it, type that's his type because he also in, is in
1: that uh, what is it it's like a, they work at a brewery together. Yeah, yeah, uh, drinking buddies. Drinking buddies. Yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, and there's I feel like there's something else he was in too, where he plays a bartender. He has to do something yeah. involving that. But...
1: I do feel like um, New Girl and Scrubs are about as similar mm. in their kind of format as yeah. as they as you know two sitcoms can be i think new girl comes closest to that sort of you know really sweet but really silly um, yeah they actually do some cutaways that they aren't, do they're not yeah. fantasies but they're like you know there's just like a cutaway scene of jake johnson fighting with a door yeah yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, i hate doors i'll push if i want to push <laughs> uh, you know so it's that same kind of kind of eccentric eccentric
0: sweet. goofy sweet yeah. yeah no i think i think that is true i really like new girl and i think that new girl um well also probably not perfect again i haven't rewatched it in a while um well not perfect i think it does better with a lot of the issues that scrubs does not do well with yeah uh, yeah it's i, I mean
1: it's a growth you know yeah yeah um but yeah, it's just, Scrubs is just so easy to to watch. It's again, it's yeah. got just enough heart to keep you interested, and um, and just every once in a while, its comedy is untouchable. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. So, so you think? Do you think Chakali is a good one? Yeah, I think
1: Chakali is effervescent, light, um,
0: but can be,
1: but yeah,
0: quite profound. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well,
1: it's it's got its own cultural significance and.
0: Absolutely, um, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so I think that's that's good for I think Scrubs. that's good,
0: too. Let's see, what else do we have on here?
1: Oh, the last part of my uh, my medley oh, yeah. was the uh, theme song to the Civil War documentary oh, by Ken Burns. <laughs> <laughs> which, while it is not at all comfort TV for Emma, yeah. <laughs> Ken Burns documentaries are very much comfort TV for me.
0: I know they are for a lot of
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> I am secretly an old man. Yeah.
0: Not not so secret, <laughs> no. Um, and just while I'm looking looking at my little iPad here, um, folks, do let us know what your favorite comfort TV shows are, because I know they're different for everybody. Absolutely. Um, and I know, like a lot of people love like cooking shows and baking or, shows or procedurals. Or procedurals. A lot of people love yeah.
1: like Law and Order SVU there's is their reason, comfort show. There's a
0: reason. There's a reason why Law and Order is like. The longest yeah. running show, or what, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, On, oh, that reminds me. I really need to watch Supernatural. Oh, I know yeah. that I'll get into it. I, when I, I,
1: I was not into the first few seasons, but I think that was uh, partly because I was still very much in my mean atheist phase, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and it's very like God and devil heavy. Yes. and like Samuel yeah. Colt made a holy gun that kills right, the devil. Right. you know so, so I was like okay guys but then i apparently the show starts taking itself way less seriously and um you know over I don't know how many seasons it had 15 seasons and yeah, still yeah, going yeah it,
0: well it's in its 15th and last season
1: okay but but it has like a I don't know if it has a musical episode, but it has like an episode where they're consulting on a movie that's kind of based on them.
0: Oh, really? Or something
1: like there's a lot of silly episodes like that. Uh-huh. or Meta episodes. Uh huh. Um, and it's got a really devoted and, as far as I can see, not not at all toxic fan base. Yeah, so, that's
0: that's what I that's um, what I've heard. And you know, um, we
1: always see them at the at Dragon Con when we go, and they're, we do. They're yeah, cool.
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so there's one last kind of. Batch, I would say, of like types of shows that are very much comfort shows, which I guess are the Michael Schurer shows, which oh, are like obviously. The Office, um, Office, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Um, now. Uh, the Good Place, mm-hmm. which once once that has finished, I'm sure I will rewatch that tons and tons. Hey there. Just wanted to correct a glaring oversight on my part here, which is that I did not include Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of my absolute favorite shows on TV right now, which is also a Michael Schur created show and deserves honorable mention here. But we just did a full rewatch of The Office, which you hadn't
1: Watched. I had never seen You'd it. You'd
0: never seen the whole thing.
1: From, from early, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and I would say Parks and Rec is probably more of like a comfort TV show for most people. But I have to say this most recent rewatch of The Office I really, really enjoyed. And again, a lot of the comedy really holds up because it started in like 2005. Yeah. Um, and which is now officially 15 years ago. It's 2020. Wow. Uh, I know. I know but those shows and that in their humor like that it, especially Parks and Rec has has obviously like really uh, is a feel good show
1: yeah and i mean it's between Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson it's hard yeah. not to just yeah have your heart melt
0: i know i um, know and and uh and Adam Scott oh yeah is delightful. delightful Every, everyone All of them, yeah. everyone on that show and The Office i would say i mean it went on longer and you know, there's the debate between Jim versus Ben, you know, who's better. And probably Ben is better. But when I was first watching The Office, Jim and Pam was very close to that my is heart. a forever love. There is a f- forever love. And in the last season of The Office, they deal with, like, marriage and, like, problems in marriage in a very real way yeah and the sound guy is the hero yeah the sound guy <laughs> introduced like toward the end of the show brian yeah. <laughs> i was, was, was touching Winston to me was so happy <laughs> 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 um but yeah so so those shows those shows to me are just like ones i can rewatch all
1: the time yeah. and again that's those are sort of the best Examples of that sort of faux documentary yeah. format, the yeah. sort of breaking the fourth wall, Yeah. Um, direct to camera thing. Which yeah, I, you know,
0: starts... which Parks and Rec kind of loses that. It does
1: as it goes on. Yeah, it's it. It, it starts because I it. remember
0: at first I really didn't like Parks and Rec because I was like, you're just trying to be The Office, but in Indiana. Right. And then and then it totally won. Well, me then over. they
1: kind of because I think they start out with. Um, leslie nope as sort of a michael scott character yeah she's a. and then they take they sort of figure out what they really want to do with her around season two yeah and she very quickly becomes like the you know the true-hearted hero
0: yeah and Um, they and they bring on adam scott and rob Lowe and yeah oh my god rob Lowe! Lowe oh my god in that show he's so
1: stop (laughs) pooping (laughs) <laughs> Still one of my favorite things. <laughs> he's uh, so funny. Yeah, he's really funny. Yeah. Um.
0: Um. No, and it's and it, yeah, and it's just like really positive yeah. show. And
1: that um, I think of all the shows we've discussed, it is the most like true blue Captain America. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody's included, and we're feeling good, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, um.
0: Also, one for me, which. I would put sort of in this category because uh, it was happening around this time. Um, is I know it's it's less your favorite, but um, Thirty Rock. Yeah,
1: Thirty Rock I think is a really good show. Yeah, and I enjoy it a lot. It's just it's that show and Kimmy Schmidt are not like comfort shows to me. They're like I will binge a season and and like what? But I can't. I'm not like relaxing to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I also think that Thirty Rock is slightly maybe more like my kind of humor. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. There's something about the like weird zaniness of it that I really like. Because for example, like. I love British comedy, which Mm -hmm. I know you love, too, but you're more of, like, a stand-up. Yeah. Like, in terms of what what kind of comedy we just watch for fun, like, I'd watch, like, Monty Python and Blackadder and a bit of Fry and Laurie, Mm -hmm. and you're more inclined to watch, like, a new stand-up special or something like that. Right,
1: yeah. And that's a whole different, you know, ball of wax, but. yeah. But I do, I do really like those shows. They're just not comfort TV for me.
0: Yeah, I would say, I would, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? Well, there's one other one that I can think of that's definitely a comfort TV show for us. Which is Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh yeah, oh, obviously uh, Star Trek. Where to begin? <laughs> uh. I mean, this is opening a whole new yeah. Can of Star worms.
1: Trek deserves its own episode. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: it does. And we'll get there. Um, yes,
1: definitely included in uh, Comfort TV. Um, it's appropriate that you're drinking tea while we're talking is, about it. Tea, it El Grey, hot.
0: Yeah. This is not a, 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 I I right. can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, I mean, what more do you want? Yeah. Sir Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Um,
0: LeVar Burton. LeVar
1: Burton, who is just a hero he in and out of art Um uh, who plays Data? Brent Spinner. Yeah, um, we've seen them in panels at, oh at Dragon they were, Con. And they're that hilarious. That was people. one of the
0: most like uh what's her name? Marina Sirtis. Marina
1: Sirtis. She great. is
0: fucking amazing yeah. in real life. <laughs> right? Like her, sure. like the part of Troy is like kind of a meh part. Yes, yeah, so Troy is
1: not written really
0: well. Yeah, but she, but she in real life is amazing. And um Gates McFadden. Gates who is, McFadden. Has the best name ever. Yeah,
1: she's wonderful too. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Star Trek The Next Generation is just, like, how the world should be.
0: Yeah. And it's nice to
1: think about, like, you know, somebody, you know, a society without money where everyone can reach their full potential and where, you know, think about this where international affairs are managed by calm people who last thing they want is violence, oh, and they're man. not in it for personal gain. They Ooh. just want to help everybody. Can so you imagine dumb. a world like
0: that? It's a little too real right, right? now. Right? Yeah.
1: Right now we need Star Trek more than ever.
0: More than ever.
1: Because we're heading toward Mad Max, and that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Nope. I don't think nope. I'd last very long in Mad, nope. Mad Max world.
0: Australia's on fire. Yeah, and seriously! Yeah, yeah it's 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 horrible no and <laughs> there's a lot of horrible things happening in the world right now and and i'm not saying you know by by you know taking time for self-care and, and and watching shows and and stuff like that, that you should ignore what's going on in the world. But there's a lot of horrible things happening in the yeah. world right now. And I think it's healthy to yeah. give yourself, to pamper yourself a little bit.
1: Well, there's a great Churchill quote where it's during World War II, and they're saying, like, we got to cut all this arts funding. We need everything for the war effort. And he says, like, if, if we get rid of the arts, what are we even fighting for? Yeah. So... This, this too, is part of what we're fighting for, a world where people can relax and a world where people can take time for themselves, you know, and not this grinding capitalist, you know, war all the time bullshit. Yeah. Um, but in order to get there, we have to remember the sweet things in life. Um, yeah. You need that uh, to keep you going. Absolutely. So take time for yourselves, relax, and yeah. then and then go kick some butt.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's a nice place to end it. I'm sure we could think of, um, I've, I have a few ideas of, of ones of shows that I've seen recently that I think will become kind of my go-to comfort TV shows. iZombie is definitely up there. Very we, good. We just, we finished that a couple months ago. Um, I think that's one that I'll definitely go back and rewatch when I'm not feeling good. Um, In terms of wine, there was one other wine that I wanted to mention, which I guess we could pair with the, like, Parks and Rec. I actually think it's a good one for Parks and Rec, but it's sort of a weird one, but I love New Zealand Chardonnay. I know for most people it's New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, and I do like New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. But there were a few um, New Zealand Chardonnays that we had at my last store that, like, when I wasn't feeling good, it's the same sort of thing. Like, when I was having a rough day what wine would I go to? Yeah. You know, and, and that that was one of them. And I think that's a good, a really good one, especially for Parks and Rec. Hey, it's me again. I also forgot to mention Rosé, which can work for any of these, but Gilmore Girls comes to mind. I, I, it, not just because it's about girls, it's just because it makes me happy. I also didn't mention Beaujolais, which is definitely another go-to for me. And I think that's a good one for uh, TNG, for Star Trek. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. There we are. Well,
1: we don't have anything to cheers with, but cheers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cheers with tea. Make it so.
1: <laughs> make it, make <laughs> it, make, make it so.
0: <laughs> Pairing was created, hosted, and produced by Emma Jarco, with music and audio recording by Winston Shaw and logo artwork by Darcy Zimmerman and Katie Huey. This episode was edited by Emma Jarco. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at Pairing Podcast to keep tabs on what we're up to. And feel free to send us any thoughts, questions, requests, and pairings of your own on our website, thepairingpodcast.com, via email at pairingpodcast at or on any social media platform. Come check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast, where you can pledge as little as $1 a month and get access to exclusive content, customized pairings from me, live streams, and more. Also, check out our merch store on our website at thepairingpodcast.com slash merch. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with your friends. Thank you so much for listening to Pairing, where you come for the stories and stay for the wine.